When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. With another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glass. We're coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all great shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Of course, the great folks at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out what the number one Lakers blogger, Laker Tom, and of course, Jamie Sweet are doing today at Lakerholics.com. Plus our good friend, Joe Soro. You know him better at Lakersball.com. Go ahead and check out what he's doing today as Ox1947 at Lakersball.com. And of course... If you want your lawn transformed into something much more beautiful and you're in the Southern California area, Sinblades with a Y.com. Plus also our friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. If you support all that, plus subscribe below me today. We need more subscribers. So if you can go ahead and help us out by subscribing today on our YouTube channel, like our page on Facebook if you see it, or subscribe to us today on Twitch. It is sincerely appreciated. Wow, we're still feeling the sting, and not just from Joe Soros' one-chip challenge. We are feeling the sting from the Lakers, unfortunately, do come off of a very horrific loss. Uh, Unfortunately, that is the case with the latest loss by the Lakers in the last second after a Andrew Nembhard three-pointer. Uh, unfortunately, that didn't help matters any for the Lakers as they fall to 7-12 and 12 on the season. They're still in the thick of it in the Western Conference for a play-in, but unfortunately still things seem to be kind of iffy at best right now with the team coming off such a bad loss. The fingers are being pointed everywhere from the coaching staff, the front office on down to the actual players themselves. I know that Joe Soro, before he took the one-chip challenge, was very hard on LeBron and Russell Westbrook who did not rotate over enough in time. When it comes to what's going on with the Lakers, we're looking forward to see what happens tomorrow when they face off against Portland. We'll be here for coverage, starting with our live watch party. That's going to be available at 7.30, plus also what's going on as well after the game. I know that uh, we're going to be there after talking about what's going on with Portland. And as we head on to the 
great Eastern Conference homestand. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron looked sensational this past weekend, both on his back-to-back. So uh, what's disappointing is Palenka and Jeannie and how they've handled the situation. Yeah, Palenka and Jeannie, how they've handled the fact that there's no been no moves out there in regards to any transactions that have been made and regarding making trades. Yeah, that's been very, very disappointing. Appreciate you, you shouting out on that, Roger. Kicking the can down the road on the trades. They keep on delaying it. How much more can they delay it? That is the question out there. How much more can the Lakers go ahead and delay it as they continue to go ahead and, what, basically try to tread water at this point, but still 7-12. and 12, There's still two games out of a, even a play-in scenario. So I know this, a lot of people are concerned right now. I know the December 15th target line is when some more uh, NBA players become eligible for trades. So maybe that's a target point for them. Maybe mid-January when even more NBA players become available for trades. We'll have to wait and see. But I think that at this point in time, it, it's just something that I really am sad to see where the Lakers are at at this point. 7-12. I know that's even lower than what I had anticipated. And I had anticipated the Lakers to be in 10th place with the current roster that they have right now their stand that 17 point lead i think just really soured the taste for a lot of people as far as the taste in their mouths and i will say it's very disappointing to see what the lakers have done so far in regards to that plus also as well when you have a upcoming trip after the portland game which is very daunting for the lakers and let's go ahead when we talk about the Lakers' upcoming schedule in December, this is something Joe really wanted to go ahead and stress how important it was in regards to what was said and what was done in regards to the trip coming up because he wanted to make sure that's a, that's a point because it starts fr- this Friday at Milwaukee, at Washington. Washington is a 500 team, but they have their moments at home. They're a pretty good team. Then you go to a very, I don't want to say it's too surprising, Cleveland team because when you have Cleveland out there with four really good players they just don't have a lot of depth on their team as of yet but as they build that roster out beyond those four what's going to become of that I know that there's a lot of conversation if they think uh, if whether or not that Cleveland is or is not a true playoff contender we'll find out because the the Cleveland Cavaliers are, are really Really a good team. I mean, obviously, they could be very much as high as third in the East right now. That's something that I think a lot of people have to ask themselves. Are they good enough to be facing off against Boston and also as well Milwaukee? Are they good enough right now as they stand? I still think they need one more piece, personally. I still think they need someone as far as in the wing area. If they can get that, then I think that's something that's going to be much more apropos, be able to go ahead and be able to handle them a lot more. But you're right, Roger, when it comes to kicking the can down the road on trades, I know that's upset Laker Tom at length as far as the continual reluctance to go ahead and make some sort of deal. I was talking, though, on our live watch party with Tom. I think Tom is kind of leaning towards something that I'm thinking about. If you have to go ahead and give up both of those picks, do it in separate trades. We were talking about scenarios where the Lakers can get three, possibly even four quality players with the contracts and the supplemental first round picks in 27 to 29 out if they go ahead and separate them out into two trades. The question, of course, is if we go for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, will one pick be enough 
obviously it's not been so far, but at some point the, the, the poker game that's being made, the who's going to bluff, who's going to blink first. I think at this point in time, if it is Indiana, we'll see. I mean, Indiana coming off this road trip still that they've got still in place, they could be struggling. So they could be seeing things in a different way by the end of the year. So maybe that'll change their perspective. Roger, Roger, that says that would require Palenka. We would require Rob Palenka to be competent. I know that's been uh, something that I've weighed over for the past three, four years now, whether or not Rob Palenka can get the job done and Jeannie willing to take on long-term salary. At this point in time, she has to go ahead and readjust that if she's not already, because I think that anybody you're going to be able to get in a trade is going to have to have some type of agreement in place, or in the case of Miles Turner, some type of agreement that you're going to get in place with him. And uh, Rogers, that says they're trying to avoid the repeater tax. I don't know how with LeBron James and Anthony Davis on your roster, you're going to be able to avoid the repeater tax because it's going to be pretty stiff just with those two guys and building what you have built out alone on that. I understand that you'll be taking the $47 million off of Westbrook's contract at the end of this year, but you're going to have to replace it with something to three players that are going to have to fill up the mix of that $47 million just to have it out there. And I also know that Tom is right in the fact that if they just let Westbrook play out the season and just let him go from there, sure, the $47 million comes off the books, but you're not, because the fact that the Lakers are over, they're not going to be able to go ahead and unfortunately be able to bring back in trades enough individuals in the summer if they let Westbrook play out the season here for Los Angeles. I know that something that Tom has talked about at length is regarding the number of tradable contracts. And if you do not trade Westbrook before the trading deadline, you do minimize the number of tradable contracts. I'm not talking about the, the players that are out there on that are, you know, that are on the Lakers that have the one or $2 million salaries. We're talking about the, the Kendrick Nunn's of the world, the Lonnie Walker's of the world. Lonnie Walker, you might have to consider training by the trade deadline. That's something we have to consider if we're not going to be able to sign him because he's playing so well. That's also something to consider because right now with the Lakers, there's some really uh, some major decisions that need to be made. The question is, as Roger has alluded to, are Jeannie Buss and Rob Palenka going to go ahead and make those decisions sometime soon? We'll have to wait and see. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible, it's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But it is Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here at the Lakers Fast Break. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. Being by for our live watch parties each and every game out. And don't forget tomorrow. We will be live once again at 7.30 for the Lakers and the Portland Trailblazers, of course, through playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. And, of course, 
coming up right here after the game. Of course, we'll have our show right here on YouTube, Facebook, and wherever you get your podcasts. But before we head on out, I want to go ahead and touch on some Eastern Conferences things. Does none and Beverly equal a star-level player return? Welcome back, Paul, the Utah fan in the house. I don't think it does. Does not, for me, I want to be honest with you, equal a star player in return. That's what, about $19 million, $19, $20 million right there. What it does, packaged with a first-round pick, might get you a decent player or a package of two players that might be effective for you. But, yeah, with 19, with a first-round pick, I think you could probably get someone that maybe could fill in as a starter on the Lakers. Could be actually a good shooter that you could bring in that maybe uh, another team doesn't want to sign for a long-term contract for whatever reason. So you could look into that. But, Paul, it would have to include the first-round pick. And now that Utah, your Utah team is, uh, is fading just a little bit, fading just a little bit, I know that maybe the rumors are going to start to perk up as far as who they might be interested in trading. I don't know if you guys want to keep Lowry Markin in long-term. I know those conversations went from he's a no-brainer as far as signing long-term to now someone that may not be long-term as far as Utah, maybe someone that they might be interested in parting. Who knows now that the team is not as strong as it once was, but we'll see. You're still very much in the playoff mix, much more than Lakers, so we'll see what Danny Ainge has in mind. They miss Conley. Played a ton of back-to-backs in 22 games. That will do it for you. Absolutely, Paul. That that short a span in time, playing a lot of games together, it starts to build up. I, I know your team is stronger depth-wise because of all the trades it made than most teams with a lot of uh, capable rotation players, but even a, a team like that over the course of 22 games. I do want to make some NBA observations on the Eastern Conference before we head on out. Milwaukee and Boston. So far in the Eastern Conference, they have really done a number on the NBA at this point. I know that a lot of people have Giannis Antetokounmpo. I know I have a Giannis Antetokounmpo at, well, I, I should say at the top. He is my MVP right now because of the fact he's done so well so far this season. As long as he can stay healthy, I think it's his MVP to lose. Although Jason Tatum is very much a stronger contender as well. Those both those teams heading in tonight are 17 and 4 and 14 and 5, respectively, for Boston, Milwaukee. Very dominant so far in the Eastern Conference. The question is, though, as both of those teams will probably start right after the new year, if at the current rate, probably start to putting in cruise control. The question is, can anybody else, anybody else in the Eastern Conference come up to compete with them? Is Cleveland close to being there i think they're close but i still think as i said earlier they're one player away but a loss is a blessing in disguise go lottery paul lipman says uh you know what paul you your team the utah jazz is in such a great great place i mean you cannot lose uh, you know if you lose you become a lottery you get all those picks you have all those picks to choose from as far as for the years to come and also as well, you can make trades for players if you want to go ahead and you get competitive. If you want to stay competitive in the Western Conference, you have so many options available to you. I know that you're the envy of many NBA fans as far as that's concerned. I know the Lakers would love to have those options, that's for sure. If you have a chance to go ahead and talk everything about what's going on with the Lakers, please go ahead and give me a shout out at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. But 
Before we head on out on the Eastern Conference, I do want to go ahead and talk about Indiana right now, 12 and 8. We talked about the win that they had last night, the heartbreaking win over the Los Angeles Lakers and Philadelphia. When it comes to Philadelphia, they're getting by with a lot of band-aids and they're getting a lot of all that stuff going on as far as the injuries that they're having to deal with. But once they get everybody back healthy together, once they get everybody back together, are they going to be able to go ahead and compete in the Eastern Conference? That we'll wait and see. But I have a feeling that Philadelphia, even with the lack of a track record in the playoff race for James Harden, I still think that they could be competitive in the Eastern Conference. We'll see what happens. You know you've got Joel Embiid. If he can play like the MVP that many thought he was last season, you never know what's going to happen. But Paul Lippman says Donovan Mitchell is not clutch. I know you're not a big Donovan Mitchell fan, even though you had him for years in Utah. Selfish ball hog who plays ISO in the clutch. You know, we have individuals on my team, the Los Angeles Lakers, that also play a lot of hero ball as well. I cannot, I cannot sit here and throw stones at Donovan Mitchell, because I have seen Donovan Mitchell play exactly like you've talked about in the clutch time, in the bubble, in playoff time, where he does a lot of iso ball, a lot of hero ball. And I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of hero ball because it just leads to trouble because everybody knows where the ball is going to. We see it with LeBron. We saw it last night with Russell Westbrook in the last two minutes, play a lot of iso ball, play a lot of hero ball when he should have been passing the ball to AD or working the ball around or working the offense around. When it comes to the Eastern Conference, right now there are two definitive teams, Boston and Milwaukee, really headed up for a showdown later this year in the playoffs. Only injuries can, I think, derail it. But if Cleveland or Philadelphia, I think, are the only two teams, maybe even Toronto, you never know. Toronto, though, has a lot of wings, but they're going to have to make a trade. They're, I think, in a situation that's better for the Lakers uh, than the Lakers because they have a lot of tradable contracts but they do need to upgrade i think at least at least one more piece before they can go ahead and consider themselves an elite contender in the eastern conference but i right now i think it right now it looks like it's going to be boston and milwaukee to lose i will say though that if you can please go ahead and talk to us right here at the lakers fast break lakers fast break at yahoo.com Thanks so much for joining us right now on what's going on with the Eastern Conference. Appreciate everybody stopping by for NBA observations. If you have any questions for me or Joe, I was hoping I could get Joe on tonight to give us the residual count as far as how he's feeling. Again, if you did not see it, I'll actually clip it. I'm going to try and clip it, see if I can in post tonight. Clip it for social media and then also maybe even put it as a YouTube short. But if you did not get a chance to see it in full, on the Monday show. So if you want to go ahead and check it out, it is worth your time in watching. But we'll be back on Wednesday. Remember, Wednesday for our live coverage, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. And also as well, want to go ahead and let everybody know we'll be back tomorrow night for our coverage right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.